These days, I see a lot of people making fun of those who talk about chemicals and toxins in our water and food. So is it actually a big deal? Stay tuned to today's episode to find out more. Welcome back to the Evolving Wellness Podcast. My name is Sarah, and today I have on Dr. Anthony J. He is a returning guest. We are going to talk all about what we're being told, what we're being fed is likely being manipulated and likely a half-truth. When it comes to chemicals, toxins, and things like that in our food. So I know you're going to enjoy this episode. I want to thank quickly two sponsors. The first one is going to be Viva Rays. They are my go-to source for protecting my circadian rhythms with their circadian glasses. You can use the code YOGI to save 15% there. They also have amazing eye masks and earplugs. The second one is Upgraded Formulas. In a society that is very mineral depleted, Upgraded Formulas has a fantastic hair tissue mineral analysis with a consultation that will allow you to check for your mineral balance. You can use my code YOGI12 or YOGI if you've used that one before. They also have a fantastic magnesium product. I know you're gonna enjoy it and love it. So make sure to check them out. And I hope you enjoy today's episode. Make sure you head down to the show notes to check out all those links. All right, let's get into it. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Today I have on a repeat guest, but I, that show is from 2021 and I still get people commenting on it. So good. So I'm super excited to have back with us today, Dr. Anthony J. Thank you so much for being mm. here. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So we were just chatting a little bit like <laughs> topics of, of what to talk about today, but maybe you could just tell a little one, everyone about yourself and mm -hmm. your background and what it is that you do. Yeah, so I have a PhD in biochemistry from Boston University Medical School, worked at Mayo Clinic for three years, and then they started forcing people to get vaccinated, and I quit because of that. I did a YouTube video on it. In fact, people should subscribe to my YouTube channel. I just started making shorts on the YouTube channel, and um, nice. yeah, and I'm kind of getting back into that a little bit, just because it's it's kind of fun, and and I did one of the old person smell recently. Did you see that video? I saw that. I just watched yeah, that right before yeah. I logged on. That's, oh, that's really, funny. That super interesting. That yeah. one's getting a lot of views. Yeah. It's, I won't spoil the, uh, the punchlines on that one. It's really interesting though. Um, so that's an example, old person smell. <laughs> it's more interesting than it sounds, but, um, it is. but yeah, so, and then I wrote a book called Astro Generation. A lot of people are familiar with, and it's about artificial estrogen chemicals and endocrine disruptors and hormone disruption and all that sort of thing. So, um, you know, that was in 2017, but that's, that book still does really Very well. Relevant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Super relevant. I talk about male feminization in that book and how that occurs from disrupting hormones and lowering testosterone and just all the things that now people are seeing a lot more clearly back when I wrote that book, there was a lot of academics that said like, Oh, this is way too far. And you're exaggerating. Now it's very obvious that maybe I was not even exaggerating enough. You know, maybe I needed to exaggerate more, but yeah. it's, it's all well documented. It's all in the research studies relating to these sunscreen chemicals and these plastic chemicals and these, you know, on and on plastics and, uh, fragrance chemicals and some of the red food co coloring like the artificial dyes so there's a lot to cover there but um you but are also... super early on that because now all mm -hmm. of the you know all the holistic influencers that's all that they talk about and mm -hmm. like, yeah yeah, yeah. Well, I... 2017 <laughs> i know i used to i used to research it so i was on the front lines early what happens with research is you know 
a lot of people are experts on just BPA, right? That's all they study. They go around the country and they talk about BPA and how bad it is and all this sort of but then there's other researchers, they're just experts on phthalates. And they go around the country mm-hmm. and they talk about phthalates like Shauna mm-hmm. Swan or whatever. And she's been on Joe mm-hmm. Rogan's podcast. And mm-hmm. and then and that's all she thinks about and that's all she talks about. And then there's other people that are just experts on parabens or oxybenzone or whatever, the sunscreen chemicals. And they do the same thing. But <clears throat> the problem I was realizing was all of those chemicals act like estrogen in our bodies. And so in other words, they're very similar and they're they're additive, meaning like if you're exposed to a little sunscreen chemical and a little uh, fragrance chemicals that are synthetic from petroleum and a little bit of the plastics. And a little, yeah, yeah, like sure, you're under the quote unquote toxic dose. Threshold, yeah. Mm-hmm. And even the toxicity is kind of nonsense with those chemicals because classical scientists do toxicology. They do science of toxins uh, by just dumping stuff on cells and seeing what kills them. But these chemicals mm-hmm. like BPA, did you know, Sarah, did you know that, I don't think we talked about this before, BPA was invented as birth control. What? The 1930s. No. Now no. There's, there's a scientist named Charles Edward Dodds, D-O-D-D-S, Dodds. And okay. he, yep. he invented a compound called diethylstilbestrol, D-E-S. And most people don't know about D-E-S. It's terrible. It's worse than thalidomide and worse Mm. than a lot of these other drugs that were legally allowed for a lot of years and wrecked a lot of people and caused a lot of fetal disorders and birth defects. Yeah, I think doc is it Dr. Um Dr. Connolly who I had on my show, didn't Mm. they used to give it to pregnant women for all the time. Millions of pregnant women. Mm -hmm. That's why Dr. Connolly, the cancer doctor, Mm -hmm. that's why she got into working with cancer patients because her mother took it when she was pregnant with her and it caused a ton of health issues for Dr. Connolly growing up. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Happens all the time with these women and and it was legal. It was not only just legal, it was actually prescribed and prescribed. promoted. Yeah, promoted by professional medical doctors for like 40 years and causes a lot of like lifelong problems for women that were exposed to it and men in the womb, you know, like when your mother took it because of morning sickness. So, and that's just a classic example of, uh, you know, another, just more corruption in the FDA and all this sort of thing. But the reason I bring up DES, diethylsilvestrol, DES, that was the mother compound. So the same guy that made DES, he used DES to make BPA. And he used BPA as birth control for rats and stuff in experiments, and they wanted to market it for birth control. But then they realized you could make plastics out of it. And of course, then it took off with that whole industry. And then they convinced everybody that it doesn't leach. They said, it's okay, yes, it's a it's birth control, but it doesn't leach into the water. And of course we know that's bullshit now. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's true of phthalates and all the other things too. You know, this idea that they don't leach is complete nonsense. Did you see that consumer reports study um, with the phthalates? Yeah. So consumer reports, they just came out this year with a study on uh, 85 grocery store food items. So they went around the grocery store and grabbed some baby food and they grabbed some whatever. Most of it was processed foods that they tested and 84 of the 85 foods they tested had real high phthalate levels. Wow. And they, you know, it's funny. They also checked BPA and 79% of foods had BPA to this day. We still have loads of BPA in our processed foods. And you know what their conclusion was? They, they basically said, this is a good thing because back in, in like 2009, when they checked for BPA, 100% of the foods had BPA. 
And I'm like, 79% is not a good thing. Like that's not a very big improvement in my opinion, no, but they thought no. of it as kind of a positive direction. People have to be very careful with the processed foods and just ideally just avoid yeah. them. and Avoid them entirely. If people think that I'm crazy because I just, they are, I just answered a comment on Instagram. I need to see what you eat in a day. Why? All I'm eating is like, if it doesn't come from the ground, if I can't get it from a farmer, I don't want it. Yeah. not eating it. And it's not that hard to do. Honestly, it's people mm -hmm. make it like it's some huge hard thing and you need extensive recipes and all this. No, it's just, yeah, I know. I know. Keep well, it people, simple. people get used to addiction, right? They get used to the addictive yeah. foods that overstimulate their palate and all this sort of thing. And it's hard to get off that. I get it. You know, sugar acts on the cocaine center of your brain, gluten acts on the opioid center of your brain. It's like heroin. So people are just addicted to the heroin and the cocaine aspects of food and they don't want to get away mm -hmm. from that. So they try and rationalize it and say like, well, I need my whatever. You don't, you know, it's hard. It takes a few months to kind of detox off the drug aspect of it. But once you do, mm -hmm. it's amazing. You feel better. It's worth it. You know, it's, it probably saves you money in the long, I mean, it certainly saves you money from healthcare perspective because you don't have to get surgeries, and knee replacements and all that nonsense. Yeah, Exactly. It's, it's so crazy. There's like an uprising of all these anti-crunchy uh, mm -hmm. moms on Instagram and, and I don't go on TikTok, but they're, mm -hmm. they're like, oh, chemicals. Um, I'm not going to eat it because of chemicals. And they're trying to make it sound like we're crazy for, mm -hmm. oh, <laughs> for yeah. talking about not wanting chemicals in our food. And I'm like, Okay. Well, those people fine. are sponsored. When you finally dig down deep enough, most of those people are sponsored by the big food companies. And that's what's crazy. Mm. And they don't tell you that. They're not, they're not no. transparent. And sometimes what happens is all it takes is a couple of people that are sponsored by Doritos and Mountain Dew and whatever. Because most of those companies are run by the same people, like Robert Kraft, you know, the owner of the Patriots. Mm-hmm. He owns like ridiculous amounts of those little companies. Like they buy up the good ones too. They buy up Burt's Bees wow. and they buy up, you know, all these companies. And then they like, you remember Mark Sisson's paleo uh, yeah, 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 mayonnaise yeah, but, and all that. Mm -hmm. Robert Kraft bought that, right? Yep, I know. And as soon know, as he did. I can't trust it anymore. I know. As soon as he bought that, all of a sudden you go to the grocery store and it, it no longer, it like settles out weird. And he clearly changed something. There's no question. He did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And the ingredients are the same. I mean, come on. Like I used to buy that stuff and it was all just like perfectly mixed and it looked fine. And now yeah. you buy it and it. And it's still it in separates. sometimes. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. It separates all weird. So, you know, he's probably putting mm -hmm. seed oils in there, some nonsense. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. um, but all these companies, right, they're run by similar types of people. And all it is is a profit yeah. thing. They don't care about your health. And mm -hmm. they sponsor people to tell you that, like, like Travis Kelsey, right? How many, he was making $20 million to promote the COVID vaccine, way more than he's making wow. it from playing wow. football. Wow. And, well, and I tell you what, even me when I, back in 2021, and I think I probably only had maybe 40,000 followers on Instagram and a bunch of us got emails from, oh. I don't know what the company was, but right. offering to pay me money to mm -hmm. talk about getting the vaccine in my stories mm -hmm. and on and an Instagram post, I was offered money. And oh, yeah. I saved the email. I know Ben Azadi also got that same email. Sure. Like a bunch yep. of us, we weren't, yep. e I wasn't even like a substantial size account that I was yep. offered money to do this. And I was like, yeah, this is exactly why I am not doing this freaking thing to yeah. my body exactly. and telling everyone to run like hell because yeah. you have, why, if it's so great, 
why are you having to pay people to talk about how great like what yeah, is the yeah, agenda true. here like there's i know it's not like agenda it's not like people aren't aware of it you know the thing about some of these good companies like paleo valley or whatever like there's mm-hmm. a lot of good companies out there um mm-hmm. people aren't even aware of these companies so they have to market no. they have to they have to talk to influencers and people have to talk about these companies um you know like some of these uh what's the company with the farmer you know like there's joel salatin right oh, and yeah. then there's absolutely there's uh there's a bunch of them there's a lot of them actually really good really good company mm-hmm. And that's different because people have never heard of these companies. Everybody's heard right. of vaccines. There's no reason to be advertising for vaccines because everybody's heard of them. <laughs> the media is pushing them like crazy. They're what they're right. they're not just advertising. They're trying to put a positive spin on something that has a bunch of side effects and trying to cover that up, right? Yeah. Um, which is a yeah. totally different thing. And that's true of seed oils. They do that with mm-hmm. all of this stuff, right? The artificial mm-hmm. dyes and chemicals and nonsense. And and again, some of that stuff looks okay on research studies because it's not toxic it doesn't kill cells it just messes up your hormones that's just as bad you know like it doesn't cause cancer but it screws up your hormones and then you have low energy and you have depression and and you have uh zero sleep your sleep goes to hell and then your health goes downhill and then you're on all the prescription drugs anyway so it ends up in the same you know in the same realm of destroying your health it just comes in a different way it doesn't cause cancer but sure it ruins your health you know right and i'm kind of watching this from the standpoint of perimenopause right now because i'm almost Mm -hmm. 45 Mm -hmm. and so i'm kind of like waiting for what all these other influencers are talking about i'm like okay well and my eyes open in case i start to have some of these symptoms and feel this way And there's a natural hormonal decline that obviously is going to happen it's like death and taxes you cannot avoid it yeah. However, how you feel and how your body responds to those hormonal changes, I think you can have a little bit of, of oh, input sure. to, oh, you know, sure. because I don't eat processed foods. I avoid, pl- we have a, I just bought a freaking thousand dollar water distiller for my mm-hmm. kitchen. You nice. know, like I have air doctors everywhere. We installed a whole home air. P- like I'm crazy. I'm the crazy mm-hmm. one who, who yeah. I'm trying to watch for my family with the air and the water and the food. And these are the things that I can control. There's a lot lot of things like non-native EMF that I have very little control over other than hardwiring and unplugging. And, but we can't pick up and just move to the boondocks, you know, yet that's a one day thing, but you know, you try to control what you can. And I look at all these perimenopause women on there's like, it's a thing now and they're advertising their programs or whatever their supplements and things. And I'm like, but I'm looking at what you're eating because you're an mm-hmm. influencer and you're showing that you're eating processed foods and all foods fit and that, you know, I don't want to be on a restrictive diet because what I eat is restrictive diet, you know, mm-hmm. and um, now you're going and you don't like, like purify your water the way that I do. And you don't care. You don't do these things that I do that I think are very important as a basic for people. And now right. you're going through all of these like horrible hormonal symptoms, which I'm not saying aren't happening to you, but I'm sitting here kind of wondering, like, can we maybe make, make it not so terrible? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> amplified. Yeah. Well, right. and, and having low cholesterol doesn't help either because your sex hormones no. are made from cholesterol. So this whole push to lower people's cholesterol, it just amplifies that stuff tremendously. It lowers your progesterone mm-hmm. and your estrogen already. It just messes up your hormones in general. And um, yeah, and that fits in with the vegan diet too, right? Vegan diet is one of the biggest things that they do is they lower your cholesterol 
And that's not yeah. a good thing. People think that's a good yeah. thing because doctors mm-hmm. say it's a good thing. And by the way, it sounds like a conspiracy when you talk about things like this because totally doctors are all trained exactly the same way. It doesn't matter if you're in Australia or the UK or California or Texas, Florida, all the doctors are trained the same way. It's the same textbooks. It's the same curriculum. It's the same medical associations that run behind the scenes on all this stuff. And they're all influenced by pharma. And so if you go against one doctor, one doctor's recommendation, you're probably going against every doctor. So if you're like, Mm -hmm. well, I went to five doctors and they all said the same thing. Of course they did because they're all trained in the same textbooks. Right. So it's, of course, they're going to say that the vaccines are amazing and that uh, statins are the lifesavers and, you know, that's almost an, I call it like an IQ test, right? Like if your doctor's mm-hmm. pushing statins, that just tells you he's not reading the studies. He's not actually paying attention. And that goes for Peter Atia also 100%. Mm-hmm. He's very conventional mm-hmm. in that regard. He's basically drinking the Kool-Aid on this one. And remember, I've done a five-year PhD at Boston University Medical School on the topic of cholesterol. Spent five years t- looking at this, right? And mm-hmm. um and there's plenty of people that get PhDs on the topic of cholesterol that think statins are amazing, but most of them don't pay any attention like to the big picture and to their actual health. And they're all, you know, there's plenty of scientists that are super unhealthy and they're eating McDonald's, yeah. but yes. I'm not that guy. And I also recognize the corruption behind the scenes. And that's actually one of yes. my hobbies, right? I'm interested in that because my dad's a medical doctor. My brother's a medical doctor. I'm in the health industry. And it's interesting to me to see where is the corruption because mm-hmm. it actually kills people, you know, and you have medical corruption wrecking people's health. Yes. It, you know, like that's not, it's, it's the top five. One of the top five causes of death in America is medical uh, mistakes. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard to document because when they do uh, death certificates, you're not even allowed to put medical mistakes on the death. Certificate. So when people die from a medical mistake, they it's just say documented. Like, correct. So it's very hard to pick that out. But researchers from Brit- the Britain, the, the British Medical Journal, BMJ, which is one of my favorite medical journals. I mean, sure, they publish some bullshit once in a while, but much better than the New England Journal of Medicine. The New England Journal of Medicine is much more corrupted because it's American and the politics and the pharma get all involved in this and the woke nonsense. But mm-hmm. in, in Britain, they oftentimes have less tolerance for nonsense like that. And sometimes they, they, I mean, with the vaccines and the lockdowns and all the bullshit, they definitely can drink the Kool-Aid too, right? But mm-hmm. the British Medical Journal is the one that published, you know, the the study like 15 years ago about how bad the flu shot is and stuff, you know, and how it doesn't even work. And, you know, like you'll find stuff like that in the British Medical Journal once in a while. And they published a study a few years ago about how they picked apart the data. They looked at it very closely. And they found that medical malpractice, medical mistakes are in the top five causes of death in the world. And wow. um, yeah, and, and so right, it's like, it's, like I say, it's one of my hobbies to kind of find things like that because it's a real thing. It's actually killing people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's my, my, my whole life was uh, basically turned upside down because of you know, flu shot with my daughter. Like that's Mm, what put me down the alternative health path in the first place. And I was very like, 
the alternative hip people are hip, crazy hippies. They're nuts. Like I was very like influenced by just like mainstream media. I just didn't, I just didn't have time. And I think that's most people like they just don't have time. They're just busy. They have life. Yeah. Like they, they, they want to go on their vacations and have their kids in school and they got their jobs and they're working hard. And they're like, I don't have time to listen to these crazy people about this stuff until something really tragic happens mm. in their life and, right. or to a loved one, you know, cause it happened to, to me and my sisters, God bless them. I love them dearly, but they're all very like in this model. And they're, mm. I, it's like, it's so hard for me to sit back sometimes. I'm like, okay, well, I have to let you just do your thing, raise your kids the way that you want to, even though I disagree with a lot of it. Um, mm. but they oh, are yeah. in that, yeah. that make, yeah. you know, the matrix as we call it, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> It's hard yeah they're in it and yeah i know most people are until they have an issue that is a problem it's hard to get people motivated that's why i mean especially after the COVID situation mm-hmm. i think a lot of that's people woke what... up the one positive thing is they a lot did. of people woke up because it's they like did. look they told us we weren't going to get COVID when we got vaccinated and everybody's getting COVID, and then they told us we weren't going to spread COVID after we got vaccinated and we're now we're everybody's spreading COVID. it's so obvious you can't hide it but then you still see the cdc recommending it to babies and all this nonsense so oh, if, you're God, half, I know. if you're like half paying attention half in the last five years, you realize, yeah, there is that corruption. And then you have to ask yourself, okay, who was pointing that out throughout all this stuff? Mm-hmm. Those are people you can trust. Those are people you should pay attention to. You know, everybody's going to have make mistakes in their analysis of the data, all this kind of stuff. But at least it gives you a, a short list of the few people that are probably on the right track on a lot of things. You're never going to agree with everybody on everything that's totally fine right we shouldn't censor stuff that we disagree with but you know that's another problem right youtube and google and all these companies are Mm -hmm. trying to control the narrative because they're getting paid off on and behind the scenes and yeah that makes it even harder and even more important to find people that are trustworthy and kind of you know ignore all the noise about the vegan diet and all these influencers like michael greger and all these kind of people um you know, Peter Tia, I was reading his book because they have to, right? Because you and I are kind of in this, in these, these worlds where we have to read this kind we of stuff. We have to know what people are saying. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. And yeah. right away, he talks about how the COVID vaccine was one of the greatest inventions in the 21st no century. Yeah. And I'm like, oh shit, like, give wow, me a break, right? I like he he just wrote this and like, why is everyone that I know that got it? continued to have COVID like five or six times exactly and we didn't get it we so. got co- yeah we got it once we got COVID once here in this yep. house in 2021 20, have mm-hmm. never had it again knock on wood but yeah, like everyone yeah. I know that's gotten the shot has had it yeah. like five or six times I'm like exactly hmm. well and and uh, mm-hmm. now let me explain great that invention too. yeah and yeah, let please. me explain that for people too because there's been a kind of an attack on natural immunity but natural immunity kicks ass if you get the COVID quote unquote vaccine, it's mRNA and your body is making more spike protein. Spike is very toxic, by the way, but that's the letter S. Just think of it as letter S, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's not directly injecting letter S, spike protein, but there's COVID, the actual virus has 24, 26 proteins. I can't remember the exact number, but it's basically an alphabet of proteins. It's got A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, P, Q, R, S. It's got the spike S wxyz it's got 24 proteins right um when you get vaccinated you're basically getting one of them and it's not really the same it's 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 more toxic than it should be and there's a lot of weird stuff with the lipid nanoparticles that we could talk about right the the ethylene glycols and all this nonsense but the point is you're getting letter s 
So when your body makes antibodies, if it does make antibodies, it's to the latter house. But COVID has all these other things going on. When you get natural immunity, you get the whole alphabet. You're making mm -hmm. antibodies against A, B, C, D, E, F, G, the whole thing. 24 antibodies, right? And then if mm -hmm. the virus mutates the letter S, who cares? Because you've got antibodies to letter A, B, C, all the way to Z. But if you've got that nonsensical vaccine, the letter S mutates a little bit and you're screwed. Now mm -hmm. you're getting the next version and now you're going to have to get an ah. updated booster, which increases your risk of more heart problems. And then you got to get the next wow. one and you're going to get COVID anyways, because that thing's going to keep mutating, right? So wow. it's not... It, it pisses me off, right? When I was reading that in Peter Tia's book, so I'm specifically thinking of him right now. And, but there's plenty of people that are like him and talking like him. Mm -hmm. It's not mm -hmm. the greatest invention of the 21st century or whatever he called it. Um, <laughs> that's just so stupid. It's not even scientific, you know? And then yeah. you get guys like Joe Rogan that are bringing him on his podcast. And it's like, well, what are you going to do? You know, like he's got some yeah. interesting stuff and he's, yeah, you know, but but Cruz has been going hard for Atia <laughs> the last, oh, has he? The last year. Oh my Good God. Like it's, yeah. uh, <laughs> well, that's because he's very influential. It's Andrew Huberman and Peter Atia. Mm -hmm. That's the ones that do the Google algorithms are pushing out. Mm -hmm. If you Google something, yeah, mm -hmm, because they're very conventional, right? They work in the conventional right. system. And by the way, every I've done a lot of, you know, I do DNA consulting as you know, because we've mm -hmm. looked at you your did DNA a consult for me, the, which is awesome on the yeah air. yeah and and a lot of your uh podcast listeners and things have come over and done dna consults which i really appreciate a lot of them are probably listening so rock on i really appreciate you guys and i think it really helps a lot of your people and i know you know that but um i do consults with a lot of peter tia's ex-clients or clients wow every every freaking one of them is on statins or they've been on statins when they were working with peter tia everyone it's it's not here's the thing like some people have familial hypercholesterolemia genes they have genetics for crazy high cholesterol and even mm -hmm. there i don't recommend statins but it, you can see an argument for statins in some unique rare rare situations um but every one of his people right and none of them have familiar mm -hmm. they not, none of them have those rare genes i mean come on right um mm -hmm. and in fact did you see dave feldman's new study that he's working on with the 548 people. I hope you are enjoying today's episode with Dr. Anthony J. Just a quick little reminder that as a fan of the show, you can always get 10% off of any of my courses and my free eBooks are a really wonderful place to start. If you're new here, if you're just learning, I have a plethora of free eBooks. You can find those on my website at www.sarahkleinerwellness.com and just go to the free resources tab. And you can also search for courses. I'm piloting a brand new idea for people who don't necessarily want extensive help after they buy my programs or you can actually just get access for 60 days to my 21 day left and reset as well as my quantum nutrition course. So 60 day access, and you can save up to 60% when you purchase the program that way. I will put those links down in the show notes for you, for anybody who has been on the fence about those programs and they are ready to do them. Let's go ahead and jump back into today's show. I hope you're enjoying it. So yeah, Feldman, now, Feldman's a friend of mine. I've I uh, interviewed him on my YouTube channel. So again, go subscribe. You know, like, yeah, plug yeah, in that well, YouTube I'll make channel. sure I put it in the show notes so everyone no, can. thanks. I'm, I'm yeah. kind of just joking that I'm plugging it. Plugging <laughs> it but, but no, I, I really actually interviewed Feldman way before he was famous, before anybody else had heard of him. Because again, I'm, I was in that world of just like nonstop thinking about cholesterol. And he did some really interesting stuff. <clears throat> 
and now he's publishing a paper. He hasn't published it yet. So you, you can't even see the full results, but it's 548 people. And I know what the data is, but he did publish one case report from one of the people in the study. And these are people, Sarah, where their total cholesterol is about 500. It's not 200. Mm -hmm. It's not 300. It's not 400. They have like legit, ridiculously high cholesterol. You know, like when doctors complain about your cholesterol and it's 250, that's just an eye roller. That's just a yeah, joke. That's, that's my doctor. That's mm -hmm. I think I was like 220, yeah, and my doctor was totally like fine. statin. I'm like exactly. Bye. That's Goodbye. just corruption. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. That's a good dummy test. Yeah, IQ <laughs> test. Um, but if you're 500, I can see an argument for being kind of nervous about that, right? Now, sure. Again, he's collected over 500 people that are in that ridiculously high range, and he is tracking them for the past two years, and he's done CT angiograms of their arteries, very mm -hmm. thorough, with one of the best, probably the best angiographer in the whole country. So he's looking for plaque in their arteries, and to start with. These are people like age 50. So these aren't like 20 year olds that don't have plaque anyways. Right. These are age 50 where right. most people do in America. Most people at age 50 do have some plaque in their arteries. Unfortunately, we shouldn't, but we do. Right. And I don't, I've done the CT angiogram. I don't have any plaque, but I'm just saying like most people do. And he's tracked them for the past two years and spoiler alert, they don't have plaque in their arteries. They didn't have plaque when they started the test. And two years later, they don't have plaque. And you can look up Dave Feldman, hypercholesterolemia, yeah. Um, and find the case report because he's published a case study of one of the people, just one, but that's what the data, that's what he can release right now. And um, his cholesterol was more than 500 for like two years, zero plaque in his arteries, right? Wow. It's a perfect example of how nonsensical this idea is like, oh, you're going to have high cholesterol, you're going to have plaque. And by the way, I know a lot of people, because again, I've researched this. I know a lot of people that have had diabetes and their cholesterol is 100, like 106 some crazy wow. low number where they have no sex drive, no energy, their hormones are all screwed up. The doctors tell them they're doing so good because their cholesterol is super low and they have tons of plaque in their arteries and they get heart attacks from it. I know lots wow. of people like that. And there's case reports showing that data. It's not like, I just know people personally, you can actually go and find those studies and find those people. I'm, wow. I've done YouTube videos on that too, because you know, the idea that like, all we got to do is lower our cholesterol and we're not going to have heart disease is total bullshit. It's inflammation. It's always inflammation. Mm -hmm. Most mm -hmm. chronic diseases are inflammation. So how do you find and address inflammation? Well, that's customized. Everybody's a little different in that regard, but like getting sunshine helps and eating healthy helps mm -hmm. and getting good sleep helps. It's basic stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, and that's tough for people. You know, I, I have friends that have come to me and they're like, okay, my cholesterol, I have had some friends with this like super high cholesterol. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I, I'm going to send you somewhere to get a second opinion, but it's not like a, st a standard doctor. Maybe they have a medical degree, yep. but they mm -hmm. are not going to look at this one marker here. They're also going to look at your CRP. They're going to look at, um, your A1C, your fasting insulin, like all these mm -hmm. other things. And then you can go get a CAC, you know, there's other things mm -hmm. you can do to verify that it's not the issue, but you yep. know, these people are also like looking at their phone first thing in the morning they don't go mm -hmm. outside they're not getting sunlight they're looking at their phone until late at night in bed and so right. there's there's other things at play you know yeah 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 exactly and that's another reason I do what I do with the genetic consulting because you know part of it's coaching and figuring out okay what's what are you doing right now with your lifestyle how does that fit your genetics how can we change that to match your genetics and what your ancestors did for thousands of years it's not rocket science they weren't taking 20 supplements you know maybe you need to take a few supplements because you know it's so weird in our culture 
with our food system and, and whatever your, your situation is. Yeah, sure. I get it. You might've taken some magnesium or whatever, and that's cool, but everybody's different, you know, but I, but I guarantee you, your ancestors for thousands of years did not have BPA in their, in their water. <laughs> they just didn't, it didn't exist. It's a man-made chemical. There's no evolutionary argument for BPA, right? There's no like. I know it's so hard to get my family off of the, not my immediate family. They like, no, not to bring that in the house, but the bottled waters. I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, this is not healthy. Like the Dasani bottled water. I'm like, please stop and then leave it in your car and then Mm -hmm. drink it. And then you don't know if you're buying it from the grocery store, the gas station. Like if it's been, it's most likely been sitting out in the sun and then, you know, there's just, yeah, it's just horrible. No, I, I, yeah, I mean, um, but yeah, and then, you know, I was curious too, before we, before we switch topics, I wanted to hear oh, about yeah. your vitamin D. So you did a bunch of experiments with Spurdy, the Spurdy lamp. Yeah. Cause I have one yeah. of those lamps and I've been a fan of those for ages yeah. um, because I live in Minnesota, you know, and oh yeah, um, yeah. it's, it's pretty depressing in the winter sometimes. So oh, really? Tell me about your actual numbers if you remember them. I know it's yeah, been a while. Yeah, I do. I do. So um, we did our. I feel like we did our consult. And sorry, my son. My my son is screaming downstairs. Oh, I can't even hear him. My head. Okay, good. <laughs> like, what is going on down there? Um, <laughs> he's. I know he's in good hands. He's fine with my husband. Um, mm-hmm. But so speaking of my son, we did our console. I think it was like November, December of 2021. I got pregnant that January and I had Mm. been off of vitamin D supplements for a good six months. And it was just using the lamp. And I had been laying out in this, just getting sunshine, like doing safe sun exposure. So I always have to like qualify to everyone. Mm. I don't recommend you just go lay in the sun and get burned. Like Mm -hmm. you have to build a solar callus. You have to be in the morning sunlight to precondition your skin. And you do this also if you're using a spurty lamp as well, Mm -hmm. because it can be dangerous. And I use a a red light therapy um, device in conjunction with the spurty. And I block Mm -hmm. the hell out of artificial light at night because what's artificial light at night heavily correlated with cancer. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all these things I want to just like, throw that out there for anyone listening because I don't want people I'm just going to go buy a spirity lamp and just use it no get burned please please do these other things if you're Mm -hmm. going to do that but I had been really doing these things for six months I measured um in September my vitamin d was 100 and that was from laying out and wow I I also I did a deuterium depletion also I was drinking because it's something Mm -hmm. I did to get pregnant and so um, cruise mm-hmm. and a lot of other people talk about how high deuterium levels in yep. the body can prevent it from actually synthesizing D. And so interesting, um, to, interesting, good call. Yeah, so I, I was in the midst of like a 90 day deuterium depletion protocol with, with water, red light, sauna, just all the things it's cause it's not just the water it's your and keto diet, like a whole mm-hmm. lifestyle that you're doing for, to, mm-hmm. for deuterium depletion. My levels right. were a hundred and of That's course crazy my doctor is like, yeah. Yeah, you're She's too like, high. Stop taking the supplements. <laughs> and, and you're not like, even not, doing it. Yeah. I'm like, That's I haven't awesome. taken supplements. So, <laughs> so I, and this is important, like going into winter, I think is to have a solid store Base. in your body for winter. Mm-hmm. And so I went into it September at a hundred and then I tested again. It was January when I found out mm-hmm. I was pregnant and I had been using the lamp consistently. Um, yep. and I was at a 60, I think that January. 
yep. which is still nice. good. Super and then good. that was like yep. the start of my pregnancy. And mm -hmm. then I continued it through the winter, January, February, we tested my levels again in March and they were still at 60. Nice. So, and oh, I, I did wow. no supplements no, and I was D. pregnant no. and, and pregnancy like takes the hell out of your vitamin yeah, D. That's depletes. why they, mm -hmm. yeah, they recommend you supplement with it. I was also taking a spoonful of salmon row, um, mm -hmm. probably five days a week. Like, nice. even though I was gagging through first trimester, but <laughs> yeah. I think that can help as well with your body being able to like hold on to that absorption. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Interesting. But 60 my, is great. Then, yeah. The average American is 30 yeah. just to give people a reference. The average American is 30. And if you go to the doctor and you get a 30, they tell you that it's fine, which is terrible advice. It's absurd. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it, it went up, I think again, because I started laying out in the sun again, I live in Georgia. So we get, a, mm. we have UVB year round, but it's just right now the index is like one or two and can't yes. really get much mm -hmm. from that. So you don't Correct. really want to just rely on the outdoors for your vitamin D in the winter. Um, yep. but yeah, yep. that's, that's what I did. And, um, the red light therapy, I think also helps your body kind of hang on to it as well. So it's, uh, Oh, that's a really, really cool. important. Uh, yeah. I mean, you don't see a lot of people doing experiments like that, but it needs to be done because mm -hmm. The problem is doctors tell you not to, right? They say like, don't go in the mm -hmm. sun and, and mm -hmm. use sunscreen mm -hmm. if you do and all this nonsense. And it's like, look, our ancestors for thousands of years were doing this stuff. Um, yeah. There's nothing wrong and, with it. It's just overdoing it and, you know, weekend and, warrior you know, type stuff. Cortisol can really, really drive your vitamin D levels down. Getting sick, mm -hmm. cortisol, all these things can mm -hmm. really, really drive those D levels down. And so winter time, I feel like we need to be more restorative. We need to really push in the DHA. We mm -hmm. need to really honor melatonin. I think we're supposed to make more melatonin in the winter mm -hmm. and not sure. really push as much vitamin D in the winter. Like I think it's the hormone kind of switches, you know, on this mm -hmm. circannual basis. Yeah, um, so yeah. this, this year I actually experimented with not doing the Sparity lamp just to see sure. how my body does, like, and just doing red light therapy, trying to maximize melatonin production. So mm -hmm. I will, uh, I will report back on, uh, nice. on what that looks like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have you, have you seen Dave Feldman's new company? Speaking of Dave Feldman and cholesterol, mm -hmm. uh, it's called ownyourlabs.com. Mm -hmm. I recommend all your listeners just jump on their Google or whatever right now and type in own your labs. Don't use Google, use brave browsers. But okay. if you happen, the point is right. Like ownyourlabs.com to check your uh, cholesterol, for example, is $8. Right? Oh, nice. Yeah. It's very cheap. And of course he's still making money with that. You know, that's the thing about the doctors. Yeah. It costs like $1 to do these blood tests and then the doctors charge you a hundred dollars. And they, or they tell you they're not going to do them. They're like, no, exactly. You have to argue it. with them and wait in the waiting mm -hmm. room for half your day and waste tons mm -hmm. of time. And, and then they argue with you. Um, own your labs.com. You know, not, I have zero affiliation. In fact, I don't have any sponsorships period across the board. I don't have a damn, nice. I don't do any sponsorships just because I don't have to. And I, and I, uh, you know, yeah, but um, and I don't have a huge audience, anyways. Uh, <laughs> but I think it's like twenty thousand followers on Instagram, type thing. That's but not bad. I know it would be a lot better, but COVID, they shut my account down like numerous times oh, over remember. and over. Yeah, because uh, I'm not going to try and fit what they want me to say, right? But the point is, own your labs. You can check your vitamin D. Like, if people want to do this stuff at home and 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 actually like afford to do these kind of tracking experiments i recommend i recommend it and of course again yes. i always look at people's genetics first because 
Some people have weird LPA genes or they have weird mm-hmm. genetics where they have to check homocysteine all the time or some weird blood test oh, that yeah. they never heard of. And, and some people don't, you know, like everybody's a little different on that stuff. So, and again, but at least if you have to check your homocysteine once every six months or once a year, you want that to be 30 bucks, not 300 bucks. You know right. what I mean? And um, jump through a bunch of hoops to get it done. Mm-hmm. Cause that's the thing. Like my sister actually is kind of, she's dealing with some stuff and she's like, all right, I want to go get blood work done. What do I need to ask for? And I, so I of course give her a list of like the thyroid panel and A1C mm-hmm. and CRP, you know, just like the list. Mm-hmm. And she's yeah. like, they're never going to, they're not going to do this. I it's know. Kaiser. I know. Well, Kaiser. there's a guy. Yeah, <laughs> she's right. There's a guy named Brigham Bueller, B-U-H-L-E-R, Brigham, uh, kind of a Mormon sounding name. I don't think he's Mormon, yeah. but, um, but he's a really good guy. He's a great guy. And he uh, founded a company called Ways to Well, I think. But anyways, he, one of his pet topics, one of the things that he likes to talk about a lot, and one of the things he's very knowledgeable about more so than me even is the insurance companies and how much they manipulate all the doctors and how they they basically have these doctors on uh, like a ration for how many blood Mm -hmm. tests they're allowed to give people They're They ration them out. And if they, if the doctors start doing too many blood tests, the insurance, the insurance companies pull the plug and they won't cover those doctors. So like blue cross blue shield will call and say like, you've done, you've overstepped your quota this year for vitamin D blood tests. We're no longer going to cover you as a doctor. And you're basically, you can lose your medical license. If, wow, you know, it's not like you don't lose your license. You just can't, nobody gets covered by insurance if they go to you. So then nobody goes to you. Then no one's going to go because then you're going to have a, yeah, because my husband's in the lab business and he'll get, he does anatomical pathology and he'll get crazy calls from people. It's all the insurance stuff and it's yeah. all people mm-hmm. freaking out because this wasn't paid for and you sold this lab test that was supposed to be helpful. And now I have the bill and it's usually something like $40, but people lose their mind over $40. And then the whole, and then the, the doctor's office is getting blown up. Their administrative systems getting overwhelmed by people getting a bill for this or that and the other. And it's like, Oh man, this is yeah. just not a system that is built to be helpful to the end exactly. user exactly. You know? it or have, prevent like, disease, you know, for sure. That's the biggest problem, right? It's, it's a sick yeah. care system. They want to wait until you get sick and then give you drugs that make a lot of money for these companies. But, but people often, they, people realize that. I think people recognize the corruption at that level, the sick mm-hmm. care level, but they don't realize the insurance companies are kind of in on it and they're yeah. raising the premium. They all blame the doctors. It's all mm-hmm. doctor, doctor. And it's like, I don't necessarily think that doctors are evil. And I don't think they yeah. get into being a doctor because they're evil. I think that right. they unfortunately are in a really bad position, like really well, bad. And, and they're screened. I mean, like my brother's an orthopedic surgeon. He got a 99th percentile on his SAT. Uh, He's very good at test taking. He's good at telling you what he's supposed to tell you. Basically, he spits back answers. If you give him a textbook and you say, here's what I want you to tell people, he'll tell people that exact thing. That's the kind of person that they look for. I am not that Mm -hmm. person Mm -hmm. because, you know, I like to question things and think through things a little bit more. And and I kind of know how to play the game a little bit. Like I can get good Mm -hmm. test scores, but I know it's kind of bullshit. I don't like that kind of approach to education but that's why i homeschool my kids but and i have five kids but the point is right like they are looking for doctors that do what they're told it's a type of person some people don't that there are awesome doctors that step out of that system and it's very uh it's very dangerous for them because they can literally lose their medical i mean if they don't promote the covid vaccine they will 
they can pull the plug on your medical license, right? And they do that to a lot mm -hmm. of people. Um, there's mm -hmm. a guy I was talking to from the UK. I can't remember his name, but I was on his podcast recently. But anyways, he he literally had that. He's an orthopedic surgeon and he lost his medical license because he refused to, to promote the COVID vaccine just for that. Wow. That's it. Wow. And now he's got to do a podcast to try and, you know, like make ends meet because now he's not making any money as a medical doctor. Wow. So he went from like a million dollars a year. Actually, he was complaining about it in the, in the UK. They don't pay that much either. So he went from like mm -hmm. 200 grand a year, which is totally fine, but it's not a million yeah. as an orthopedic. No. But he went from that to basically nothing because he wouldn't push the COVID vaccine. Not a lot of people are willing to step out and do that, especially yeah. in America, because in America, they're making a million plus as orthopedic surgeons, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so they're all of a sudden their house payments, they got these ridiculous houses and five cars and all this nonsense. Yeah, It's a lot more than people realize. <laughs> like, it's not just like, why don't they just step out? Well, number one, they're, they're not going to lose everything. Person. Yeah. Number two, they're going to lose everything. Yeah. So, so that's, and you know, have you have you ever heard of Marsha Angel? A N G E L L. No. Yeah, because mm -hmm. she's another one that um she doesn't do podcasts. She doesn't, she's not a public figure. She stays really behind the scenes, but she's a badass. I love her. She mm. she used to be the chief editor for New England Journal of Medicine for 20 years, and she resigned wow. because of how unethical it has become in the medical wow. journals. And uh yeah, check her Wikipedia page and look up some of her quotes and stuff. Sometimes she is awesome. She talks about like how these pharma companies are manipulating the data and how they're getting papers yes. published that shouldn't be published. And remember, people don't realize that pharma companies, when you do studies on drugs as a private pharmaceutical company, you don't have to release the data, right? So like whenever they come out and say like the COVID vaccine is 99% effective or whatever, they they're cherry picking stuff, right? Like the, none of mm -hmm. that, that's all just marketing. There's no study, you know, like as a scientist, I have access to a lot of different studies. I can go behind these paywalls in a lot of situations and look at the actual mm -hmm. data, but you can't for drugs because they're not showing them. They just, you just have to trust what they say. You just have to say, okay, like, I guess it's 99% effective. We all know that's bullshit, but yeah. you can't really question. You can't say like, well, let's look at the study and find the flaw. Well, there is no study. They don't publish it. That's number mm -hmm. one. And then number two, they are publishing some things, but it's very selected and they pick their peer reviewers. Did you know when you publish peer reviewed research, you pick your peer reviewers? Yeah, yeah. I remember you, I just watched your, I went like binge watched your reels right before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> you exactly. here and you're basically saying like, yeah, you, when you get a uh, study to be peer reviewed, it's like you call up your buddies, you know, if they're exactly. MD, PhD, it's like, hey, yep. I got this. And so exactly. that's no, the I just did that video, peer yeah. reviewed studies. I know. Yeah. So people get very <laughs> religious about these studies. Like it's like a religion for, I mean, it's Fauci, right? He thinks he is right. the science. There's people that literally think like science is a religion and this is dogma and this is the Bible. These peer reviewed studies are your Bible. And if it fits them, then it fits your life. But no. um, yeah, if as long as you have a PhD or an MD, like a professional degree, and by the way, when you submit a paper, I've published a bunch of peer review papers. When you publish peer reviewed papers, you have to tell them the journal who's going to peer review paper. It's not even an option. You know how like you have those online forms and you have to fill out the thing. Mm -hmm. You can't just be like, well, I'm not going to put anybody down and make the journal find peer reviews. You have to put it down. You have to put something. And so you, you have, have to, have to find your friends. You <laughs> have to. And, and so it becomes political. It becomes like, oh, I better go to this scientific conference over in San Diego and 
drink beer with a couple of the other scientists that are there so that I can get some good peer reviews when I want to publish some bullshit about soy mm. being good for you. Right. And, and that's, that's exactly thing, what like, happens. yeah, that's exactly what happens because people are so hung up on needing a study for everything. Yeah. And yeah. I can, you know, if I'm going to put something out there that's controversial, I will put out a study. I will put a yeah. couple. Oh, there's good there. ones. Yeah. There's I'll good put studies. some under there. I'll just link a couple and say, Hey, yeah, I'm not full of it here. Go do your own research. Yeah. But that what it drives me a little bit insane that people will, when I, if I don't do that, God forbid, I put up something that's slightly controversial, that's like true and can be scientifically mm. proven, right? Yeah. Um, people source. Yeah. What's yeah. your people source? Start going I need your source. Yeah. You sources... haven't put up any peer reviewed studies. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, mm -hmm. you don't even know what you're talking about, friend. Like, come yeah. On. <laughs> well, the principle that I always espouse is, if your ancestors didn't do it for thousands of years, like if like statins and the COVID vaccine mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. plastic chemicals in our water supply and birth control and all this, if your ancestors weren't exposed to these things for thousands of years, I'd be very skeptical. That's a position of skepticism. That's where you should start with the extreme skepticism. And that's where you want to see the studies that show it's safe mm -hmm. and they show it doesn't screw up your hormones and show it doesn't right. cause cancer. And those studies better be damned thorough. But if it's something like red meat where your ancestors ate it for thousands of years. I'm starting at a much more relaxed position, meat and sunshine and exercise and, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. like sweating and stuff. Those are going to be more likely to be beneficial. And if there are studies that show those benefits, I'm not surprised. I'm not skeptical at all. There's probably no corruption. Right. Nobody's trying to make money on sunshine. Um, right. So, you know, like I start at a much more relaxed place and most of those scientists, and again, I know a lot of these scientists, right? Like I know Dave Feldman mm -hmm. and I know a lot of the people that publish cholesterol studies and, and studies on infrared light and all like I did yeah. infrared light research at Mayo Clinic. I literally used oh, infrared. Wow. I took stem cells out of people. I worked at, I was in the orthopedic surgery department, Mayo Clinic, and I did reprogramming. I was doing epigenetic research. So I was doing what's called oh. next generation sequencing, where you mm. look at the full mRNA, you look at every mRNA, like 25,000. So we have about 25,000 genes. So I was looking at 25,000 mRNA levels, different levels. Mm. And that's a type of epigenetic research It's complicated. But the point is I was using infrared to reprogram stem cells, you know? Oh, wow. So I've actually done infrared studies. I know the people that do these kind of studies, right? It's not like a theory for me or an abstract idea. It's like, I actually, I read studies and it's like, oh, I know that guy, he sucks. Like his research is garbage. <laughs> And by yeah. the way, a lot of research is garbage, you know, like there, there's mm -hmm. literally studies that have been done on whether or not we can repeat studies and only about 25 of them can 25%, I'm sorry, 25% can be repeated using mm. the exact same protocol. Like you can literally read a paper and sit down and try and reproduce that study with the exact same buffer and it won't, work. And it won't even work 75% of the time. Why is it so bad? Well, number one, it's just because like, like car mechanics, right? Like you find some bad car mechanics. They do horrible work or contractors. Like if you get your bathroom done, that's probably a better example. If you have somebody mm -hmm. come and like tear your bathroom apart and rebuild it and put a toilet in a different place and put your shower in a different place, you're going to find like, yeah, probably about 75% of the time they make all kinds of mistakes. There's people that oh, just God, do bad with humans, right? It's just human. <laughs> yeah. And that's for sure a thing in scientific research, just like everything else. So if you, mm -hmm. you know, if you know those people, you're more aware of like, oh yeah, that guy, oh my gosh, like we're letting that guy publish research that's influencing <laughs> Peter Atia. Are you kidding me? It's a problem. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> so people, That's it. people just don't know. Like I said, they're busy. They are caught up in their lives. They, they don't yeah. want to take the time to, to peel back the layer and question things. Then they'd rather yeah. just say, this is easy for me to put this, you know, problem into this box and move on with my life until something tragic or bad happens to me. And then yeah. I have to be like, well, what the hell happened? Right. Or you can just I continue know. to stay in the matrix and, and suppress everything with, uh, with medications, you know, yeah. it's like Prozac and Zoloft. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a, it's yeah. a problem. I mean, this is why the average person above age 65 is on an, an average of seven prescription drugs. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like every month they have to pay for seven different prescriptions it's crazy and of course their kidneys yeah. fail and their livers fail and all this kind of stuff and and then the doctor's like yeah of course you're on seven drugs and so well nobody told me this 20 years ago that my kidneys right. were gonna fail and now i'm dying right but, right um, i know it's sad it's so sad i mean that's why i keep on putting out content as mm -hmm. often as i can and having these yeah. types of conversations because i want people to one day wake up or if they do wake up, Hey, I'm here, you know, we yeah, can, exactly. we can talk, gonna, we yeah. can have these conversations yeah. and I don't judge anybody because like I said, mm -hmm. I was in, I was deep Same. into that. And I probably still would have been until yep. something really tragic happened in my life. And I had to yep. say, wait a minute, that's not supposed to happen. That's not mm -hmm. normal. And exactly. I can't go back to living that way or thinking that way ever again, you know? I know I've been there too. I used to have acid reflux and I used to have hemorrhoids and mm. I used to have heart palpitations. I don't have any of that anymore, but it was, but the doctors always told me yeah. like, yeah, a lot of people have acid reflux. That's pretty normal. Here's your prilosec. And I took prilosec for two years. It's terrible. Oh. And, it, and most was, people have low stomach acid, not too much. Yeah. Know? It was a disaster. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it woke me up at least, but um, yeah you know, because it never gets better with those types no. of treatments. It just snowballs into other problems. Like I say, it started with acid reflux and then I started suppressing that with Prilosec and then it turned into hemorrhoids. And it's like, well, now I'm just mm -hmm. letting more toxins get further into my system. I didn't know that at the time, but that's what was right. going on. But, um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, you know, again, I, I think the one good thing about the COVID situation is a lot of people woke up, right? They did. They did. And so, yeah. And, and that is a positive thing. And I think there's a, a bigger group of people that are aware now than ever, than, than the media lets on and things that you get a little bit gaslit because, you know, there's so much money oh, in yeah. the pharmaceutical industry and moving the media and all this other stuff. So you don't seem, mm -hmm. it doesn't seem like there's this giant amount of people that, you know, are paying attention, but they are, they're there. They are. Know? Yeah, I just my husband just said because I don't pay attention to any media at all. He's mm. still into Joe Rogan. He's a huge Joe Rogan fan. Oh yeah, same. Yeah. No, he loves <laughs> his Joe Rogan. It's a man thing, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Pro I've been everybody. telling you about this for five years, but mm. now it's on Joe Rogan, so you're gonna actually think it's legitimate. Okay, cool. It helps. Um, that's, no. <laughs> that's, that's one of the things I like about him, right? I like that he, uh, you know, he did the ivermectin and he just ignored all the noise and just did what he thought yeah you know and he's happy yeah. to argue against these crazy people that yeah uh, that don't actually have good studies and they're just trying to promote oh. pharmaceutical companies yeah like um what's the name of that doctor that joe used to have on his podcast he's from minneapolis i'm blanking on his name i think it was michael something or other but he's a he's a vaccine 
he's basically a, a vaccine okay. quote unquote expert and he just yeah. pushes vaccines constantly and of course his daughter has autism oh and, yeah um, yeah yeah and he was the one saying he like goes for mcdonald's regularly exactly like, exactly you know exactly people have like clipped that out and he's like yeah we eat fast food she eats fast food yeah. i'm like exactly dude come on mm -hmm. <laughs> like don't yeah but uh, do the, that to your children but what i appreciate <laughs> about rogan is he's had people like that on his podcast before and and he's willing to debate them and talk to them about the stuff mm -hmm. and, and and then and and he doesn't change his mind he's not like well i guess this guy said vaccines are good so therefore they're good you know what i mean like so that's helping our culture in a lot of ways and yeah yeah and, and other people like yourself too so that's there's a lot of yeah. good news out there i know i always there's sound good like news out I always, there. yeah i always sound like i have a lot of bad news but it's more just awareness i think when people are aware that plastics are bad and they're aware of their bad spots in their genetics and they're aware of the problems with peer-reviewed research and mm -hmm. all the nonsense just the awareness that's the type of awareness that matters this idea that we need to raise awareness of breast cancer is nonsense everybody knows breast cancer exists. everyone knows about it everyone yep. knows about it but nobody stuff, talks about the things that can contribute that to breast it. cancer that exactly right. the cause is what we should be focusing on and raising awareness yes. the plastics and the fragrance chemicals and the fake estrogen artificial light at night Mm -hmm. huge yeah, like all... amount of research on that and breast cancer yeah. huge yeah yeah exactly so that's the stuff that i try and do for people is ra raise the uh level of knowledge because knowledge is power if you take mm -hmm. advantage of it if you don't take advantage of it sure but at least you know i mean you can stick your yeah. head in the sand and get the cancers and get whatever but you know a lot of the stuff is very very preventable in the mm -hmm. heart disease and all this stuff that happens to people but it starts with knowledge, right? And so it does, you know, it's not 100%. pessimistic. I know I sound pessimistic every single time I, I go on, go on your podcast or talk to people about stuff like this, but it, yeah. it's actually good news. The good news is you can empower yourself with this kind of knowledge. Well, I feel like the way that you do it though, is like engaging and kind of fun. So I don't think people get, I don't get mad. I'm like, Oh, tell me more. Like, I'm yeah, interested. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's talk more about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's usually my number one complaint is people saying it's too pessimistic and they're depressed now that they heard me talk and stuff, but, but I appreciate that. And again, I want to make sure people know I'm not doing it to scare people. It's just no. the reality of our situation and our corruption in our government. And, and again, thankfully people have woken up to that a lot more now mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's not hopeless sure you can't you probably won't be able to get money out of politics in america right maybe if we band yeah. together enough people and whatever there are there are mechanisms but for right now focus on your own health and your own family yeah. and, you know like do the best you can and there's a lot of good things you can do yeah i just encourage people to become like as sovereign as they can and as healthy as they can those are the things that you can control is independence of your family and health you know and it can yep. start small with clean air, clean water, clean food, you know, avoiding those plastics and the chemicals and all those things. And like, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's a 2% thing. Like that's, that's how I look at it is like, you just, you learn just a little bit every day. You don't have to do it all at once and do this massive clean out. It's mm -hmm. maybe we decide we're not going to buy Dasani water bottles anymore. We're not going to put those in the kids' lunch boxes, you know? And then, yep. and, and yep. then it's just, you, you add small things in there. Maybe you look at the things that you're using, like the skincare, maybe you try some beef tallow instead, you know, there's, a, there's, yeah. there's a ton of amazing alternatives and there's a lot of great companies. There are good companies, I think mm -hmm. out there and good people who sure. are educating people now that can give yep. them some really good alternatives. So exactly. Yeah. Awesome. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome.
Well, I didn't get to get to your, your uh, peptide conversation, but maybe we'll have to save oh, that yeah. for another day. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'll yeah. just direct people to your YouTube channel and Thanks. your Instagram. I'll make sure I list all that in the show notes. And if anyone like, and I also recommend the, uh, if you're looking to see what's going on with genetics, you do the, do you, are you still doing the genetic consulting? Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's like 23 and me and ancestry. Although 23 and me was hacked recently. So I recommend uh, if people have yeah. never done a DNA test, do not use the 23 and me. They are a real pain in the ass to deal with because they won't give you raw data. They just won't. Oh, they won't give it anymore. Not if you use an alias, if you use your real name and you show them like your ID and all uh, this nonsense, they are giving it to people, but it's like, yeah, that's kind of sketchy. You want to use an alias. I recommend when people do a genetic test, like ancestry.com or my heritage or whatever. Yeah. Make up a fake name. There's no reason to have your real name associated with that stuff. Go as confidential uh, as you can, you know? Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. But I do, I awesome. do that every day. I, I just talked to a professional hockey player literally right before we got on the phone here and I've got oh, like three cool. other phone calls with normal people later today and you know, i'm not everybody's a pro athlete but a lot of them are just normal people that want to optimize their health in different ways yeah yeah and i found it to be i mean so my backstory just quick i know we probably should wrap up but i had paid this uh instagram famous doctor uh mm. like seven thousand mm. dollars for wow. her genetic testing and a, a supplement protocol and then I came to you and she would spend like 15 minutes on the call and then just dismiss all my, just, no, this is what you do. And here's what you buy and end of story. Wow. And I paid her like seven, Jeez. it was ridiculous. Wow. Wow. Um, she has been wiped off of my Instagram and YouTube <sighs> channel and podcast, deleted yeah. all those episodes because I don't want anyone ever dealing with that Good woman again. Sure. Not naming names. Um, sure. But yeah, I think I remember I that now to you, say that. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah because when i came to you i think i sent you her results and you were like that's wrong that's wrong that's wrong yeah don't yeah. take that supplement that supplement's actually toxic to your genetics yeah and you exactly. you spent like a really long time with me super thorough and yeah. um yeah 90 minutes so i can't yeah. I, I can't it. recommend it enough it Thanks, was Sarah. really yeah. eye-opening and then i got pregnant the next month so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's the goal <laughs> Right on. Good for you. Well, I appreciate that. It's good to hear. And that's what matters to me, right? Like when people are actually doing real things that actually improve their health, it's, you know, and ho hopefully staying away from the prescription drugs because yes. that's always a great thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, if someone's just driving, listening to the show, what is your website that they could just mm. hop in and, and grab that? And I'll link it in the show notes too. Yeah. The easiest way to find it is just ajcco.com. It's not memorable, but that's the easiest way to type it into your browser, ajcco.com. But it's, you can also spell it out. It's ajconsultingcompany.com. That's where I'm at. Cool. Both of those. Well, I own both sure. of those. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, I'll link that in the show notes so that everyone can find you. And uh, as always, super fun. And we will have to talk about peptides or if you want to know about peptides, go check out um, Dr. Anthony's channel. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Evolving Wellness Podcast with Dr. Anthony J. Please head down to the show notes to follow him if you are interested in working with him or learning more about what he teaches over on YouTube, Instagram, all the things. If you enjoyed today's episode, please head on over to Apple or Spotify. Leave us up to a five-star review. If you're watching over on YouTube, give this video a like, leave us a comment. And just a quick reminder, nothing on the show is medical advice or meant to be taken as such. Thank you again for listening to today's episode. And I look forward to speaking with you again soon. Have a fantastic rest of your day.